Welcome back to another edition of What Should We Watch with K and E. I'm K. I'm still E. And we are back here in the studio here to talk about some of your favorite films. Thank you all for tuning in once again this week for our latest episode, along with all of you who've been our faithful companions or jumping in halfway through and picking up an episode here and there. We love seeing all of your interactions with us on social media. As we journey into the new year, we are excited to see what new movies we sit down to watch. So let's talk about what we watched just last night, E. Yeah, it was your pick, Kay. So tell our fabulous viewers, nope, listeners, (laughs) what we watched. Unless you're staring at your screen viewing this podcast. We sat down and watched Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. I was going to try to join you, but I thought I was going to sneeze. I still might sneeze, but I don't know. All right, so if you have yet to see this movie, pause us, come back, run to the cinema, Get your seat, get your popcorn. Maybe they have the same like specialty popcorn. They had drink shaped like R2-D2 and there was lightsaber daiquiris You there. thought there was a popcorn I did. container that looked, w- like looked like a Wookiee. In the back. Okay, first of all, okay, now this is a second level of gross. First of all, behind the popcorn counter were these Wookiee faces. And I thought, ew, they made popcorn bowls out of Wookiee heads. So you have hair next to your popcorn and then the guy was like oh no that's just a pillow pet the second level of ew comes in why do you have furry pillow pets back where you're making food that's true that really is kind of gross. gross all right well we're gonna go ahead and hop into it so stick around we'll be right back mm. all right we're back mm-hmm. Just one more warning before we get started. This is going to be a spoiler-filled episode. So if you haven't seen it and if you don't want anything spoiled, please stop listening now. Now. Do it. (laughs) Or, you know, if you don't feel like going to watch the movie, just listen and we'll tell you everything. Most everything. Well, should we give them the spoiler right now? Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell them. Okay. All right, here it is. They get a bad feeling about this. (laughs) That's why I wrote down, my first note was I called it Quib Wars. Like, I know Star Wars has, like, those zingy one-liners, but Mm. I felt like there was so many. They fly, they fly, they fly now. Like, okay. Well, that's all these characters, especially the new ones, are filled with both Finn and Poe. They have those quick little one-liners. And, I mean, C-3PO has also been a quick quibber. Mm-hmm. So has Chewbacca, for that matter. Yes, I all think the Chewbacca things he says with his, you know, dialect. <laughs> <laughs> his dialect. Oh, what ho! I'll rip your arms off. What ho! Right. <laughs> so before we get started about this actual movie, I want to talk about Star Wars in general. If you longtime listeners to our podcast, and especially those of you who are on social media, might have noticed here. We are very influenced by Star Wars because every time I release a new episode, it is a crawl similar to Mm -hmm. the Star Wars. And I actually chose a song and edited accordingly to make it similar to the burst of sound of the Star Wars Inspired by pulling inspiration from the Star Wars franchise. Kate, there are Disney lawyers everywhere. 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 Did you hear that mouse in the background when I said that? He's like, oh. 
oh, I'm going to give it to you off the butt. <laughs> no, I think that's such an iconic opening. You're not the only one. There's so many people that use that over and over again. Yeah. But I always find myself like reading it thinking, okay, good. Thank you for the exposition. Here we go. Yeah. It's just to kind of update you on what's not been said in this time. Yeah. But in general with Star Wars, ever since I was a little kid, all I can remember is this being one of my favorite franchises back from the original three movies. And then as a kid, well, both of us as kids, we were younger when episode one, two, and three came out. And I can remember how excited I was for those movies for episode one, because I was just thinking, I'm going to be just like my parents and have my very own Star Wars. This is going to be incredible. And I'm going to say it right now before we get started. I am a big fan of episode one, two, and three. (laughs) I know there's a lot of people who have feelings, especially towards Phantom Menace, but I love Phantom Menace, all of it, from Jar Jar to Boss Nass. I love it all. Well, there's no accounting to taste, but what do you say we jump into episode nine? Yep. Right? Nine? I always call it the original three, the second three, and the last three. I was really confused when it was all out of order, but of course we have this new one, and I see that you and I both had a similar takeaway, which is, of course, the late Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. And I remember when we watched the first one, the second one, the eighth one. Okay, I'm following you. <laughs> I gotcha. The <laughs> last one to have come out that... You know, of course, Carrie Fisher died, like, right at the end of that. But I don't know, and, you know, correct me, interwebs, if I'm wrong, but I want to say that they they had filmed everything they needed for the eighth episode. But I remember hearing they weren't going to use her. They were not going to CGI her in. I mean, she wasn't in it that much. So I don't know if they had filmed those scenes, but I don't feel like that looked like her. Like that no. looks CGI. And I just don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, which everybody what he's referring to is everybody probably noticed that so Carrie Fisher was not around for the filming of any of this movie. Mm. But there was a CGI version of her which looked very much like her you could, in this movie. Yeah, it did. I just I still don't know how I feel about that cuz I swear to all things holy I heard an interview that said we will not do that. Mm-hmm. And then they did that. I didn't really look into seeing, like, how did they do her voice? Is that somebody else doing her voice? I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting. What did you think about Carrie Fisher being in it? Well, I thought it looked really good. Mm-hmm. But I think it's one of those things that sets a new precedent and opens up a whole can of worms yeah. when it comes to performers post-mortem continuing into their roles, which for the character's sake, is going to be kind of cool mm-hmm. as we go into future films because that's something about characters and franchises as they make new movies. It's kind of hard, especially when they put a whole new actor in that role. You're, it's, it ain't fooling anybody. And one of the biggest movies out there that I can think that this being a problem is Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. When they switched Albus Dumbledore's, it just threw me off. The original one was like my perfect idea. Yeah of a Dumbledore and then for the rest of the movies after the second one it threw me out of that character I think I think this is oh I have so many things I want to say about this but this is about Star Wars and not the morality issue regarding whether or not you can use deceased CGI likeness because then that gets into like 
do, who's profitable off of that, who has the right to that image. Is the fa- so that's going to be a bonus episode. Let's date, debate the moral standing of CGI. But I don't know. Let us know what you think. Are you okay with Carrie Fisher being in the movie or not? I do agree with you that you can't replace Princess Leia and she needed General Leia. I apologize. Mm-hmm. She needed to be in the movie. But they did refer to her as princess in this, the, which yeah, I loved. At the end. And they played her beautiful theme. Because spoiler alert, she does pass at the end of the movie. At the very end, they say, what, like, something rest easy princess or farewell princess. And yeah. you're like, Because oh. let's be honest, she's the one that was getting it all together. Luke had to go pout in Skellig Island with the mm-hmm. poofins. With the poofins. Well, since we're on the topic of women getting it done, I have to say there is definitely a feel of Star Wars in the hashtag Me Too era. Mm-hmm. Because one of the biggest things I feel like Star Wars has been criticized in the past for was Harrison Ford, Luke, and ha- or Leia and Han's relationship. How he kind of like forced himself, that kiss on her. A lot of people have looked back on that and been like, that wasn't okay. You know, Leia in the bikini, like all of that. And you definitely got a sense of them being like, we'll fix it. Kind of like when Marvel had all of the women at the end. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's women. We have them for you. We're sorry. We'll make toys. <laughs> There's one scene where Poe meets somebody that they allude that they had kind of a romantic relationship. And Zori. Zori, yeah. Instead of just going over and kissing her like a rough Harrison Ford-esque character that he played, he asked her, can I kiss you? And she said, no. And that like that bit kept coming back. And I yeah, thought... Yeah, at the end of the movie when yeah. he looked at her and did the like, hey, you want to get Everybody's out of here kind of look? Yeah. And, and she's she like, just, no. I love the shaking head she did. She was just like, still no. Right? Well, it was interesting. There's definitely a feeling of this kind of maybe they figured that wasn't the most appropriate anymore instead of just forcing each other and also i have to say especially during the final battle scene Mm -hmm. i was so appreciative of the costume designer for this movie and the directors and all that for finally putting a female lead character who does have athletic abilities and is supposed to be a warrior in a realistic outfit well, her midriff are you wasn't talking ex- about Ray? Yes, her midriff wasn't exposed. She wasn't in booty shorts, and she didn't have high heels on. She had <laughs> to do, and she was dressed appropriately. I mean, like, towing the line with wearing all white, because let's be real. Well, no, I what I liked about that was the wearing all white was kind of representative of this is the big end to the battle of good versus evil. Yeah, and I get that. But also, too, her wardrobe just looks so jedi-ish like even back to the originals episode one two and three Mm -hmm. that's something that i think was subtle but it was such a good callback to jedi robes and their attire but they were functional speaking of outfits you know who we should get in here to talk about the star wars fashion oh i'm dying to know what he would have to say let's bring in our resident model stefan take it away stefan So, Stefan, thank you so much for opening up your busy schedule of modeling to speak with us today. So tell us about your take on what is so model about Star Wars. Oh, what is so model about Star Wars? What is not model about Star Wars? I'm sure there's things that are not model. 
Oh, I'm sure like the Christmas special, I would say Lumpy is very not model. But let's talk about what is model. What is model? Speaking of Lumpy, you know who is very fashion forward yeah. in the Wookiee? line Chewbacca. Oh, Chewbacca forget Ray with her fashionable I am woman warrior I show no cleavage and wear no high heel look <laughs> I was listening to what you were saying outside the studio where I stand patiently this whole time I thought you were uh, so busy oh I mean, yes, I was so busy. I'm modeling. Okay. Yes, that's okay. what I do. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, I wanted to talk about Chewbacca's outfit. Ooh. His belt. It's a minimalist outfit. A minimalist outfit, indeed. So if you are very hairy and you just want to cover little bits of that hairiness, just go ahead and get yourself one little belt. It will make it for you okay to walk around in public because everyone will be like, oh, he wearing clothes. He has belt cross chest he's not naked otherwise <laughs> it's okay and they will also say oh it's so model so model no shirt no shoes no problem that's right so that is your fashion tip of the day oh and happy new year as well and happy hanukkah and happy hanukkah and kwanzaa hanukkah. and happy model week and happy life day sure don't you talk about wookies you're not paying attention. Oh, yeah, that's right. They all about Life Day. Happy Life Day, that's everyone. That's every three years. Oh, good. Look at you with all the knowledge know. here. Okay, that is all for your fashion tips of the day. Toodaloo. Okay, thanks for coming back. Stefan says, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Life Day, if it is in the three-year cycle. Oh, okay. It is not, so. Okay, so we were wrong. Life Day was last year. Everybody knows this. What if? What if I was so right about that? That'd be crazy. Every three years, though, it would be like six nine, so it would be this year. <gasps> Destiny. Or it's seven ten. Maybe that's why the movie came out this year. They just send out movies on every life. Day. I don't know. We'll have to look that up and see when is Life Day. All right, let's get back to this movie. We should. One of my big biggest pet peeve in Hollywood is like she is supposed to be. She is a Jedi. She is a fighter. She's going into battle. I love Wonder Woman. I love her, especially the new ones. She is in a bustier, in a, like, not even a full skirt, and she's wearing pretty much high heels. No! You're getting into gunfights and battles, and your whole legs and chest is exposed. But that's always been a huge pet peeve of mine. Put them in something realistic. So, kudos for Star Wars for... However, I did read one of the reviews this morning after we got up and uh -oh. somebody pointed out, they said that this Star Wars movie had the most lead female roles because mm -hmm. like Rey and then all the other side characters. But it also pointed out the guys besides Rey did still do the majority of the talking mm, in this movie. So it's like, yep, there's huge steps in a direction, but still there's there's a long way to go. However, how I look at it as is you don't want to force the other characters who haven't been built up yeah. to have a bunch of dialogue just for the sake of making a point. Like, because that would it would come off as very obvious that they were yeah. trying to do that and it would totally blow the idea. And my my thing is is like Ray as a character and as a Jedi She doesn't talk that much. Well, she meditates. No, she does talk. She does do a lot of talking throughout this movie, but I think it's so beyond gender and I feel like People might focus on a little bit, yeah. but I, I hope that's not the focus of the whole idea of this movie. So right from the get-go of this movie, kind of going back throughout the plot, 
is I have to tell you, and I pointed this out to mm-hmm. you. This is one we didn't talk a whole lot about the movie, so we can mostly just talk about it during mm-hmm. the podcast. But this is something I pointed out to you that I felt this movie like right from the get go. There was so much going on, yes. and up to the one scene where a certain character gets blown up, which we'll come we'll back to, to. I literally had the idea of you know I kind of could leave now. I'm. This movie is a hot garbage pile so far. Yeah, it was And rough. it's not like, oh, I kind of understand they have to get a lot going. It was just, there was so many different planet hopping things going on. Yeah. And I think... They could have edited a lot out, I think. Yeah, it, there was a lot of unnecessariness. And it was just way too much going on in such a short period of time. But then after that scene, really, I felt like there was this pull up where they were like... <sighs> save this movie save this movie and this movie did slowly turn into my favorite of Of the the three new ones yeah yeah i kind of wasn't into it now i will say a teeny tiny part of me came back at the end and i was like come on but we'll get there well the one thing that kind of threw me for a loop was that they brought back palpatine Mm -hmm. and that was the whole you know spoilers that's ray's family like she is a palpatine kind of deal which i felt like did you feel like the reveal was a little kind of lackluster yeah i felt like the whole reveal of um kylo finally telling ray that you know you are his granddaughter i just felt like it wasn't as big as i mean nothing's gonna be as big as luke i am your father but i don't know it was just kind of like well i think for me it was like we brought him back Mm mm-hmm but we brought it back as Sith zombies. <laughs> Shoot him in the head. I don't understand why Kylo right there and then didn't take him out if that was kind of his big idea throughout this movie is he was like, let's take him out together. Why didn't he just take him out and then deal with Ray later? Maybe he didn't have the forcinator, the fortitude, the know. forcitude <laughs> to deal with that. But no, I think that for me was like, I was like, Really, we're going back to the original bad guy? Well, what's cool about his character is he started from the very beginning. Do you know his big deal? So he goes back to episode one as Darsidious, where he was kind of working in the shadows. And that's like his whole idea. He works through the shadows and he slowly has built himself up. Yeah, they beat him in the end and destroyed the Empire, but he still works through the shadows. But when it comes to actual Star Wars lore, well, actually, this is my, oh my well, gosh. actually moment. When it comes to Star Wars lore, Darth Sidious, Palpatine, in general, has been an embodiment of the Sith and evil. He's kind of like the Sauron like character in Lord of the Rings for the Star Wars saga. So I think it is cool that they continued to use him and they somehow incorporated him zombifying himself and coming back to life in the end you know what i think it was was the fact that i think the reveal of palpatine being back would have been more like no way if instead of putting it in the crawl like if we actually heard yeah because they said a threatening message has come out and Kylo Ren is going to look for him. So if they actually would have heard that interception, or if the last movie would have ended with, like, that message, I think that would have been more powerful. But I do feel like the whole reveal of he being Ray's family was also like, should I feel more about this? Because at this point, I'm, I, that was so early in the movie. Yeah. Which, 
you know, they're on the hunt to find Palpatine. They need the Wayfinder, which I'm thinking to myself, like, latest toy. <laughs> Ask Wayfinder. Is there a kid that's going to be asking for a Wayfinder a for wayfinder. this Christmas? I think if our kid asked for a Wayfinder, I'd be like, why <laughs> do you need to find the Sith zombies? Question number one. Is this thing really that fun? Question number two. Yeah. Are you a little Sith Lord in the making? Are you trying <laughs> to find your master? And then babies... the kid does that, like, Darth Vader bow down. <laughs> it's I think like, all babies are Sith masters, yeah. masters, right? They're all on the dark side. But I think for me, I'm talking about the beginning of the movie, so a, a lot of things go on and they have to go find the Wayfinder. And they do the classic thing where it's like they go, they do something, the roll credits 10 minutes later because they're on the right roll and then somebody does something and everything falls apart. And what I'm getting to is who screwed up more, Ray or Chewie? When they finally get to the ship, oh. they're like, the new empire is after us. We have what we need. We found the dagger that has the inscriptions on it. We have to go. And then Ray's like, I'm just going to go take a walk. Yeah, that... That was like totally a big old scene of unnecessary farting around. I know. Like she wanders off to walk and they're like, what is she doing? I don't know. Like I feel like that was another trope throughout well, the movie. What is Ray least, doing? It kind of makes sense that she was going to. She was going because she could. She knew Kylo Ren was coming. Right. I get that. But well, just clue him in, dude. But yeah, clue them in. And Chewie, why did he walk? He walked away from her they saw her where she was he like walked in the wrong direction and to how, go to like, her how did the rest of them not notice that the bad guys are around the corner because chewie gets captured mm -hmm. although that whole fight scene between her and kylo ren was pretty cool yeah that was something i was going to talk about a little bit is one of the things that keeps coming back in star wars movies is the lightsaber duel because mm -hmm. Going back from the first movie, there was the original lightsaber duel between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi, and it was very slow. And then since then, it seems like they've been picking up this momentum, which, in my opinion, still the probably the best lightsaber fight is going to be Anakin and Obi-Wan in mm. Revenge of the Sith, followed by Darth Maul, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Obi-Wan. But anyway, let me regress, digress. That's something that I feel like is necessary in these movies, but I did like when they had those scenes, they kind of give them their own flair. And did you notice like both Rey and Kylo, they have their own style of lightsaber fighting. Kylo's is very whack. Like he seems like he just likes to whack things with his lightsaber. When Rey- Oh, he likes to whack his lightsaber. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As all boys do. And then Rey- her style is more similar to her using her little bow staff, which kind of goes, goes to her lightsaber choice at the end of the movie, as well as that little Sith sequence when you see her as a Sith Lord and she has a double-edged lightsaber. Yeah. That actually makes more sense that she would have something like that because that's kind of more her specialty is using yeah. a weapon like that as shown in the Force Awakens movie. Right. Although... You know, going back to the idea of who screwed up more, Ray walking out or Chewie. So the whole thing is, is like Chewie gets captured and they have the tug of force is what I called it. Which mm -hmm. is a huge plot hole now that I'm thinking about it. Number one, don't wouldn't you have seen two ships taking off in the distance? Yeah, that I and think she like she looked up at the ship and was like, Chewie. I think that was a huge editing error, that whole scene, as well as directing. I, I, I don't necessarily know who to blame for that, but 
that whole bit deciding on who's seeing what it just didn't make any sense it didn't make any sense at all it's like she looked at the transport and was like chewy so she sent chewy on it then as soon as they started doing the tug of force i was like oh you've got to be kidding me and then of course ray shoots lightnings out and (laughs) blew up chewy (laughs) she shot the lightnings she blew up chewy at that point i was at the movie theater i was like but no yeah like i said i if that did come to fruition that's how chewy left this saga because he wandered off yeah i i was gonna be so done with this movie but luckily we found out he wasn't on that transport he was on another one it's all good so where was the other transport you cannot tell me it wasn't far away it was a long time ago in a galaxy far far away that's where it was that that whole sequence kind of just ticked me off and i'm thinking to myself like yeah now that i look at it i was like why didn't you sense that which, of course, leads to them going to rescue Chewie off of the battleship or Battlestar Galactica or whatever it's called. I don't care. Yeah, I just kind of felt that was a little unnecessary. Do you know what else? So I felt like a lot of what was happening in the beginning was just plot devices. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I thought was a dumb plot device was C-3PO has the dumbest software update ever. <laughs> The dagger that they find tells them where the wayfinder is mm-hmm. to go find. It's just call this Star Wars hide and go find. Yeah. Star Wars <laughs> seek hide and Sith. seek. <laughs> hide and Sith with zombies. But what was frustrating was I felt like everything was we have to do this, we have to do this, and there was unnecessary plot roadblocks thrown in there. Like we blew up Chewie. Whoops, sorry. We did. Just kidding. Um, we find the dagger. C-3PO can translate it. I'm not permitted to tell you what it says. What the... Like, that is the worst software. Forget iOS, whatever we're on. And That is so stupid. What I don't like about that, too, is in the end, they have to, like, rip it out of him, essentially. And he's going to have to pay a price. And they're totally like, yeah, go ahead and do it. And he's standing there like, oh, I'm going to take a last look at my friends. And there's all this loving and they're they're kind of sad, but they're like, yeah, we're going to just wipe him just to get this out of him. So to me, that was a moment where it was like, yeah, we're not sacrificing his thing just to kind of get by. We'll find another way. But instead, they were just like, yeah, we're going to do it, which I understand they were desperate. They needed to figure out something. The only thing that gave us was the little like hacker dude character yeah (laughs) the droid smith the contender for cutest star wars character but i'm sorry little guy it doesn't matter how cute you are and how much you go hey you can't beat baby yoda i'm sorry he is the infinite cuteness and i think disney knows that and they're gonna throw in some other cute characters once in a while but they know they want it out with baby yoda and I know that's a whole other argument. I'm referring to as Baby Yoda, but I'm in the line of thought as many other people are on the internet is, Disney, if you want to stop calling it Baby Yoda, give it a name. Give it a name. So when, when did this movie pull up for you then? Well, there was a few things where it's like some nostalgia factors came in, like when they showed Lando, old Billy D, <laughs> when he came back, that made me kind of happy mm-hmm. and... I kind of, during that scene in the desert, kind of pulled back and realized, you know what, this is a Star Wars movie and they have to do Star Wars thing. And that is show new vehicles, new characters, so they can make new, new toys. toys. <laughs> so the speed bikes 
those I, I kind of understand that chase scene because that was the equivalence was of Return like, of the Jedi using the speeder bikes on Endor. It was like snowboard or snowmobiles for sand. Yeah. And they did like that little flip thing and that's when they all know you have flying stormtroopers. And then also too, I did enjoy the use of practical effects for a lot of the creatures. Mm-hmm. I love that return to the old Star Wars way that the episode one, two, and three kind of backed away from. They did have some practical effects, but it was too CGI. The majority of aliens in that were CGI'd. But really where this movie started turning around was that scene when they go find out Poe was an old spice exchanger. And when they're going to get the info out of C3PO to find out what was on the dagger. That was kind of when it started turning around for me a little bit. And then after that, when they actually go to save Chewie, because that reminded me of going to save Leia on the Death Star. And there was some like quick little funny quibby things that happened in that scene, which made it an enjoyable movie. But pretty much from that point on, I was like, I really enjoy this movie because there was such a focus on the Jedi versus the Sith. Yeah. Rey and Ben. There was so much focus on what I always wanted for these three movies. So I I was glad there was that payoff. See, mine wasn't until they got to the planet with the horse elk moose things. I don't know. I just found like I get the go save them on the ship save chewy thing i was like this is just so unrealistic there's three people they're not being very stealthy yeah when the three of them i did notice when the three of them are like charging down the hall that is such bad like tactical fighting like they're such big targets because they have the two kind of smaller guys on the side and then the giant wookie in the middle it's just like you know what i know you're stormtroopers but if you just shoot in that general vicinity, you're going to hit one of them. Right. And finally, Poe does get hit. I know. Finally, there's one guy. He gets the gold medal. But, I mean, at least Luke and Han dressed up as stormtroopers. They're just, like, running around. And then when they finally escape, I'm like, look at all the guns they have on that ship. Why wouldn't you just blow them up? Wouldn't it have been great if Chewie was lying there on his side when they came to rescue him and he was like... <laughs> I would have paid for that movie. It wasn't until they got to the planet with the horse monkey things. I don't know why there's monkeys now. <laughs> and I didn't notice the monkey. They part saw right like the Death Star mm-hmm. in the water, and it was just see. This is another moment for me that was like really strange. Well, I'll take you there by water, but not today. We'll go tomorrow. But twenty minutes later, you were all talking about we're running out of time, and then we're all shocked that Ray went rogue. And got the Wayfinder and went off on her own and like. But did you notice the Wayfinder? I think it was an old X-wing. I don't. I didn't. Oh, I couldn't the, tell. No, 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 she's going to get the Wayfinder on like a skimmer. They called it. It did because like the it, one wing kept coming up. Yeah, it, it looked to me like to be a little X-wing. And what was thing. with the whole? Who's the not Poe? Who's the other character? Finn. What is with Finn running around? I can't leave her. I have to go with her. There's something I need to tell you, but I'm never gonna tell you. Yeah, he doesn't he never say tells anything. Her. What I, in retrospect, when we left the theater, what I did think, I think the whole big thing that he wanted to tell her was either the I love you kind of thing. I think there was a relationship element to them, or it was, he's obviously force sensitive because he can feel Ray in a way that other people are not able to. So he can, he's at some point, he's going to be a Jedi. And it might be just him saying like, I can sense you. I can feel you. But I think I was still annoyed at that point with the movie. And then, of course, you have her 
<laughs> battling the evil Sith self. That's her. I lost it when the thing hissed at her. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? I don't know if it was because of, um, what's her face? What's the actress's name? Daisy Ridley. Because she just like, she looks like she's six years old. When she did that, she just did not look super threatening or scary, right. even though she had sharp teeth. They were probably, when they were editing it, they probably thought the same thing, and they didn't originally give her sharp teeth, and they were like, guys, this isn't threatening at all. Let's give her pointy teeth. Right? <sighs> but I think at that point, and then you had the other amazing lightsaber battle, which why did Finn have to be there to watch? Yeah, that's so true. They could have just not had him there it was once again another occurrence of finn did not need to be in a scene it's okay if he was off to the side i know you didn't need that but i did think that lightsaber battle was pretty cool Mm -hmm. that that duel was pretty that one was great and i do have such mixed feelings about adam driver as kylo ben because there was parts during that scene where i'm like i I totally bought that he's a frustrated young guy and he's frustrated about like what he had to do to get to the point of where he's at and frustrated at Luke. But then there's another part of me that because like when he got stabbed, I was like, Adam Driver, shut your dumb face. I know. <laughs> I was for like, once. for a party, I was like, okay, roll credits. We're done. I don't know. I feel like his entire character, and this annoyed me with the last one that he was in, too. Mm-hmm. He has more heel baby faces turn than anybody I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Like, they don't, I don't buy it. Like, everybody was ticked about Daenerys torching the city. Oops, sorry, Game of Thrones spoiler. And they're like, well, we didn't have time for that. Well, you don't have time for him either. It's like, ah, I'm going to kill her. Ah, I don't know anymore. Ah, her. Yeah, no, I don't know. These movies, the character Ben Solo, he is such a cool character. And there was, well, when George Lucas had the idea of these movies, there was this concept he had for what happens after Return of the Jedi. And part of it was Han and Leia's children. And it was the idea of what would their children do if they were Jedi and kind of their growth process through it. So with these movies, they took this idea of he struggling with finding a balance between the dark side and the light side because of his ancestry. But they were so, it wasn't like, to me, it wasn't so much as a struggle as flipping a coin and picking which mood he was going to be in that day. Right, In that moment, in that scene, in that second, during that line. And it could have been such a great thing throughout these three movies, but I don't know if it was about Adam Driver's delivery or what he was handed. It was... It's just you never knew where he was going to land with it. And I feel like it would have made the whole idea behind this movie drive home all the more. The whole idea of it doesn't matter what your family's done. It doesn't matter yeah. what your blood has done. You can be whatever you want to be and you can overcome. So I'm glad how this movie ended with his character. It was something that was somewhat predictable from yeah. the very beginning. So Ray steals kylo's ship after Mm -hmm. she saves him because she does like the force thingy like i'm gonna heal you which is kind of gross to watch yeah gonna lie what did you think about the daddy ghost oh han yeah so when harrison ford shows up i thought it was kind of interesting at first because my original thought was oh but then my second thought was like wait i thought harrison ford was like no more right well they're probably like listen (laughs) 
here's our money. We have Disney money now. Yeah, yeah I, same thing. I had that thought. I was like, I thought Harrison wanted out. But then I was also confused because Kylo was like, you're just a memory. And he goes, I know, but I'm still your memory. So to me, it wasn't as impactful as, which we'll talk about in a second, when Luke comes back, because you know Jedis can come back. Mm -hmm. So it was like, when Luke comes back, it's not because Rey is materializing Luke in her mind. He's actually back to help her, because he's got the Jedi glow. But for Kylo... It's almost like what he's like split personality disorder or right. he's having delusions or something like he has severe mental issues. He does. Because he has a strong hallucination of his father and then he throws his lightsaber in the water like a child. I liked how they made this replicate that scene from Force Awakens where it's like you almost thought, oh, my gosh, is he going to stab his ghost dad now? Right. Enough. But instead he tosses the lightsaber and he's like, I'm starting fresh. And that's when Han's like, yeah. You're home. Oh. You're Ben now. Kylo's dead. Although, I think Ray decided to drink some of the crazy juice that Kylo did when she goes back to Skellig Island. What's that called, Skellig Island? The yeah. little island where Luke was having his power. I probably party. should have done more research, but, you know, when it comes to Star Wars lore and everything, ugh, it's, it's, too much. it's too hard to know the planets right. and the creatures and everything. Um, so, Skellig I'm... Island with the little... <laughs> Disney cash cow penguin things. I know. The things that they're like, we thought these would make good toys. No, give us a baby Yoda. I'm good now. No, the Ray goes to Skellig's Island or wherever it's at and she throws a temper tantrum. Like she burns Kylo's ship. So how did she get off the island? Oh, wait. Luke gave her the X-Wing. Yeah. She didn't think that through. Doy. But it's like this whole... I don't know. That annoyed me. I mean, it was cool when she tried to throw Luke's lightsaber into the fire and he grabbed it and was like, and okay. It was, it was, I love how it was moody Luke because when they come back in ghost form, the question was that was brought up when George Lucas remade Return of the Jedi for the eighth time. He brought back Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. So Luke came back as his moody self and not as his younger self. So what's interesting about that is they also can continue to use their force power and what they have gained because the first person who's a ghost that you know of in the movies is Qui-Gon Jinn. And then in this, Luke, who was able to transport himself across a large distance, he's able to actually physically grab the lightsaber to save it. And then he, what is it, Empire Strikes Back? When he's struggling to get the X-Wing out of the swamp, it's a callback to that movie where he pulls X-Wing out. Yeah. And I love how that was a great retro moment where it wasn't yeah. like, oh, look, retro things. I loved how she was in the X-Wing and wearing the rebel helmet. And then Ben got off of the water moon was he probably found a TIE fighter from the Death Star. And when they had them oh, parked yeah. next to each other, I I don't know. A Star Wars nerd, me went, yay. <laughs> toys yeah all right before we continue let's go ahead and hear a quick word from one of our podcast friends who are they the movie journey podcast 
Bye, guys. I'm Dean. And I'm Daniel. And we're from the Movie Journey Podcast. Where we break down every movie from the IMDb Top 250 list, giving our own thoughts and reviews and any general discussion along the way. We're also home of the Pod V Pod, where we battle other podcasters in various movie games and drafts. We also do reviews of new releases, film tournaments, top five lists, and talk about everything else we've watched as well. We used to be the IMDb Journey Podcast, but since then, we've grown and matured with age. Yeah, if you don't believe us, why don't you listen to some more genuine testimonies? Oh, hey guys, I uh, I used to like the IMDb Journey Podcast, but since then I've found something even better. It's a movie journey podcast. Oi, bro, I know I said the IMDb Journey Podcast was a good show, but the Movie Journey Podcast is so much better. Absolutely, for sure, yeah. You know, I used to think that nothing could be funnier than IMDb Journey, but I've now found my joy in Movie Journey Podcast. The IMDb Journey Podcast is nothing compared to the Movie Journey Podcast. Absolutely love this podcast. <laughs> oh, amazing oh, testimonies once again. Absolutely legit and real. Of course. And if you still don't believe those testimonies, go ahead and check out the show for yourself by searching for the Movie Journey podcast. You can find us on all your favourite platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher and Podbean. So come along and join our journey. So that was Daniel and Dean at the Movie Journey podcast, formerly known as the IMDb Journey, who is someone that we've always worked with i've listened to a lot of their podcast episodes and they've always played along with a lot of our posts but uh just to kind of spread the word out they are now the movie journey podcast so if you have previously listened to them or if you're interested check them out today can we just talk about kylo and ray because they have a toxic relationship well throughout these three movies i wanted to take your hand like and see to me i don't feel like their relationship is believable either well, I don't know if they really were setting up a super like romantic relationship with them. I don't feel like them. it's romantic. I just feel like it's just a toxic relationship mm-hmm. in general. I don't know. I just, I don't buy it. They, it's, what I like about their characters and their relationship is it goes beyond something that it's like, oh, these two are going to fall in love or even like a brother and sister relationship with the kind of tease, like those ideas back and forth throughout these movies. What I like about it is it's totally playing with the idea of that gray area between the Sith and the Jedi. Mm -hmm. Because when it goes back to the use of the Force, like there's all this history about like where the Jedi and the Sith came from and why the Sith are super powerful and the Jedi almost seem weaker in comparison to the Sith. But I like how their characters get to play with that a little bit. And you see they draw out like a ton of strength using anger and hatred, either against each other or against something else. And they play with each other with those emotions. And they also use other emotions like hope and love to draw out those feelings out of Kylo Ren. So I do like that back and forth between them and that there was nothing seriously defined as a relationship. I don't think it was toxic. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they look cool when they're fighting things together. Yes. That can be said. Yes. But really, they're they're not good at, like, getting their plans across. <laughs> and, I mean, they're kids. They're... Tech, yeah, I guess yeah. that's true. Which, you know, the big ending was Rey finds out where the Sith zombie lord is. She's letting all the other rebels know. And they're going to have this big moment of, we can take down all their ships. It's good. Which it took me a second to kind of gather like that whole idea of what was the big deal about that. So there's a ton of Star Destroyers there. 
but there was something about like they needed to launch because of a certain transmission that would get them past a certain point because the planet's really weird and yeah. just that energy field definitely gonna have to rewatch it to kind of figure that but out the other ones got out right because they blew up the planet so, but i guess they were doing all of them at the same time right so i don't really quite get that but i'm sure if we rewatch it i'll understand it a little better well the one moment that i had at the end was when grandpa sith zombie was like ray i want you to kill me you are my prophecy you're going to kill me and i was like yeah she's going to kill you you are my density you you are my destiny you're supposed to kill me which side note where did they get all those sith zombie people in the background i think those weren't real people no, this is just robes. I think they the were just... in closet. I think it was like the idea of that was supposed to be like ancient cysts of the past, kind of their spirits kind of dwelling there. Oh, I like it better that we were in his closet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just all his robes were like, oh. yay. You know, I'm like, okay, yeah, duh, she's going to kill you. And then he was like, and then my spirit will transfer to you and you will become the Sith Lord. And I was like, ooh, that's a boner. <laughs> a bummer. A bad boner bummer. Bad boner Sometimes bummer. you just don't want those. And he gets to say my favorite Star Wars line. <laughs> this movie is filled with quick little lines, as we talked about earlier. How Lando says, I got a bad feeling about this. And Han gets to say, I know. And there's all those quick little... Quibs. Tiny quibs. Did you notice the Emperor got to say, do it? Oh, I know. He's probably like, cha-ching, quarter million dollars for those words. Yeah, I was like, well, how are we going to get out of this now? But of course, Ben Solo is now on the move. Mm -hmm. And she does like her Jedi magic trick and gives him the lightsaber so he could take out the bad goons. That was kind of cool. Okay, another thing that I was like, dude, Sith Grandpa Zombie, you are the embodiment of the dark side. You are this omniscient, crazed, lightning zombie blah, 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 guy how did he not know that ray and ben were like the connected what, yeah how did he not know that they were like the two equal halves of the force like how do you not know that well he had mentioned something about that earlier in the movie about how the skywalkers and the palpatines being together was destined like it was destiny so he i think he did kind of know but he was going to use that to his advantage but he didn't think like, it would be used to his disadvantage but no it wasn't like was that his secret plot the whole time because for me i felt like the reveal when he realized he didn't need her to kill him he could just like lightning zap the life force out of the two of those heifers it's like well he was surprised by it mm -hmm. wouldn't you know i don't know like how did he not know about the two of them i don't know so yeah as he is zapping life force out of him and then he shoots lightning up in the air right like right before that the people that had come to help ray like finn and poe and the rest of the rebellion or what are they referred to as rebels rebels are they rebels resistance something like that anyway insert random r word here yeah the uh redundant rascals let's call them <laughs> so the redundant rascals are up in the air fighting this battle and it's kind of a losing battle and poe is giving up he's just like i'm sorry guys i'm not leia i can't do this 
And then that's when you hear Lando come to save the day again right. with Chewie <laughs> in the Millennium Falcon. And all the ships, all the ships from across the galaxy come to save the day. And I loved the quick little snippet you saw really quick. Wedge Antilles was one of the ships, like that older guy that said something to Lando. That was Wedge Antilles, which was Luke Skywalker's old friend. He was, I think he was originally in Empire Strikes Back was the first movie. Or no, no, he was in A New Hope and The Final Battle. And he became a close friend of his. So I thought it was kind of cool that they brought him on back. Neat. But so they're fighting up in the sky well, and Palpatine. Very, it was a very end game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a very end game moment because they were they like, oh, man, we're being destroyed. Oh, everyone came. For a hot second, I was waiting for Overpose Intercom to be like on your left. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really copyrighted infringement. We own both of them. Ha <laughs> ha. Disney. Right. And then Captain Marvel comes through and just zips through all the Star right. Destroyers. Done. So Palpatine's pulling his Thanos and about to end them all, raining fire on them, but raining lightning instead right. and zapping them all. And Ray and Kylo, or Ben at this point, they Ben got blasted. Oh yeah, Ben, he said that thing of, I'm going to do the same thing your grandpa did to me. Launch you down a hole. <laughs> that was kind of rude. He didn't need to do that. I know. But Ray's lying there and she sees all her friends just falling from the skies and it seems like all hope is lost. And then she says the be with me line. And that's that was that looks kind of bone chilling. I was kind of hoping they would do something like this where she tapped in to the force to talk to not only her masters, Leia and Luke, but she talked to Jedi past. And it was something in the end credits. I was trying so hard to see who were Mm -hmm. all the voices because there were certain voices that were very recognizable and guess what, E? This is going to be a quiz question for Aww. you. Leave me alone. We'll talk about that during our quiz about who was talking during that sequence, which I loved. I did really love that. There was really an article that. I should have clicked on this morning. It said all the voices. <laughs> I thought that was really interesting. And I, I think an underlying theme that was non-intentional is that this movie really shows the power of meditation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just be really concentrate and connect. I did think... That it was interesting, the final, like, little battle scene. hmm And I guess Palpatine wasn't going to have a lightsaber duel, but it was interesting. Just a teeny tiny part of me was, like, it wasn't as epic as I thought it would be. Where yeah. she has a lightsaber and she's blocking the lightning, and then she gets the other one, and she just, like, force shifts? I don't know what she does. She Yeah, she just like launches the lightning back at him. Yeah. Which that was kind of what he did to himself in Return of the Jedi. He was shocking himself and Darth Vader before Darth Vader launched him into the hole. You'd think he would know. Yeah. You'd think he would learn his lesson. And that's how he got all wrinkly in the first place is his lightning got bounced back right. in his face. Yeah, you'd think he'd be like, Okay, stop. All right, can you stop pushing that back at me? I'm trying to kill you with it, but right. it's kind of killing me. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I don't like it kind of felt like it was slightly lackluster. Maybe it needed to be like in slow motion or yeah. more. I don't know. See, I I didn't think that was as lackluster as what came next cuz Ray ends up using all of her energy and everyone is saved. But ray looks like she's dead her eyes are wide open she and ben, yeah she very deed and ben 
he was able to crawl out of the hole and he gets up to her and with his he, bad leg. with his bad leg he uses his force healing power that ray was using on him earlier and she puts his life force back in her which something i thought about that was that's kind of lame that they return to that again and again in this movie because that wasn't a huge thing you've before never seen this it before yeah and they kept doing this movie just to be like oh yeah it's a thing look we're doing it right now they're totally doing it ugh ugh but this i thought was lackluster how she wakes up she's like ben they do a quick kiss and then he's just dead see okay my whole thing with that was that he saved her and they were looking at each other smiling and i was like don't kiss, don't kiss, don't kiss, please don't kiss, just hug, don't kiss, don't kiss, don't, ah, they kissed, why did they need to kiss, they did not need to kiss, there was nothing romantic about the relationship from day one. I'm sure they really struggled, the director really struggled, or the script writers probably were the ones who said kiss or don't kiss, I'm sure they really struggled with that idea of should we do or do it because I I feel like either way there was going to be people mad on both sides. I think they should have just done like like the quintessential like put foreheads together or like a big hug okay if i was gonna write that scene if i was writing the scene they would have looked at each other they would have embraced and then he would have started to disappear in her hands yeah not that whole fall back that's exactly what i was gonna say too is him falling back and then disappearing really quick it did look very Jedi-esque. And I did like how Leia, her body disappeared at the same time. Yes. But I thought, man, that would have been so much better if they would have just done a disappear in my arms sort of yes, thing. Yes, without the kiss. Right. Because then they kissed. Because then first... she could have like held his clothes close to him. Because I think it is their relationship is not a romantic one but necessarily. That kiss but their everything. relationship is their kind of one. They are the embodiment of both the Sith and the Jedi, and their families are basically the saga wrapped up together. And I loved that idea behind it. And so that scene was kind of like, oh. Well, and especially too, because when they kissed, I was like, where are we going with this? And then he died, and I was like, well, good, because what future did Moody McMooderson have? Like, he couldn't have roamed the streets, and they couldn't have had a relationship. Hey, guys, I just hope we can put all of our past relationships behind us. (laughs) No. (laughs) You killed your daddy and, like, half the world. And then he shows off his chest, and they're like, okay, yeah, we're good. You look so good. See, I just feel like this movie did, like, the pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up, and then at the last minute, they did one too many light year skips and the whole thing just blew up with that kiss that kiss ruined it for me yeah there was nothing romanticized about it which i liked about this this half was there's no romantic element to it and that kiss came out of left field and just ruined it for me Mm -hmm. so of course it wraps up in the same way that the other movie wrapped up Mm -hmm. the day is saved Right. The Empire Which is no I more again. Was, I thought was interesting. So a side quest was the new girl that rode the horse cow thingies. And Finn realized that the original launch antenna was now transferred to the main battleship. Battlestar. <gasps> Battlestar Galactica. What are they called? Yeah, the Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Thank you. And they're they basically are blowing up the ship and the ship's going down. Mm-hmm. 
And they're like, we have to save him. And Lando is like, you're not faster than me. And the good old Millennium Falcon sweeps in and saves the day. This poor ship has been through so much. It has. And you know what's something, kind of going back to earlier in the movie, is I thought this was a little funny. It was a funny little bit. But it didn't make sense. With the whole light speed skipping. The Millennium Falcon is infamous with having trouble with its light speed. So it suddenly can do this thing that nobody else has ever done before with when light speed. When they go speed. through like how many different skips? Right. And they just keep going and going. And Han even explained in the earlier movies, it's like you don't want to go through a star or anything, but it sure looks like they're going through planets and they're going through creatures. It's yeah. just, there's so many different things. I feel like we're breaking the rules of light speed <laughs> and breaking the rules of the Millennium Falcon. But however, I liked how they somewhat resolved it. When they come off the plane, you don't even see them yet. You just hear Poe just say, it's on fire. The whole Millennium Falcon, it's all on fire. <laughs> and then you see the Millennium Falcon and it's just in flames. I think it would have been funny if like in a blooper reel, the last light speed skip, the thing just came through in parts. Like I feel like the Millennium Falcon is that car, you know that person that has that car that is a hunk of junk, mm-hmm. but they're so attached to it and it you know, it's held together with duct tape, glue, and a prayer. And I mean, its claim to fame was its speed. Yes, yeah, so Lando using it. He did actually that was, go that was rescue cool. them off of the, the sinking, And falling. that's apparently, I haven't seen Solo yet, but that's apparently his ship. He lost it to oh, Han. Oh, yeah, Solo was Or Han was watching it for him or something. Yeah, but Wait. it was, you know, I thought that was going back to the nostalgia factor was, you know... They saved him, and then it ends the same way that yeah, episode six ended. Everyone's like going around party. hugging each other. Yeah, the big party. And I love what they did with this, that they added to Return of the Jedi, where they showed other planets and yeah. other systems. We got an Ewok! Enjoying the celebration. We, we got, got the two. Ewoks! <laughs> However, when they turned around, I saw him from the back, and I was like, oh, it's Wicked. And then they showed the front of him. I'm like, that's not Wicked. <laughs> they looked <laughs> a little off. You? They um they definitely had a different artist make the Ewoks this time, yeah. but they showed Endor, they showed Bespin, um, and it they showed um oh what was the name of uh I have no idea Taco? please do not the one from a Force Awakens please do anyway. not ask me any of these planets I'm gonna get them wrong oh that's most of the questions <laughs> um although I did like they also showed the birth of Disney Plus spinoff series with Lando and oh yeah the cow horse moose rider monkey thing monkey thing let's find out who your family is cue disney plus <laughs> does disney plus have like a netflix dun dun because they should have put that sound effect in there. they need to have one like yeah all these disney plus spinoffs which i did like how at the end ray goes back to luke's like it goes oh. all the way back she goes original. back to Tatooine. Tatooine, yeah. I loved this ending because... Can I just say the one little moment that I thought was... It was cheesy, but I loved it, is when she took like the piece of metal out of the sand and just mm-hmm. rode it down the hill. It's like, let her have some fun. Like I loved that scene. Yeah, let her have some fun. And that was also, too, a callback to her on, when they found her on Taco. <laughs> I can't think of the name of that planet. <laughs> But that's kind of what she did there. She would like skid around on the sand. And so it was kind of a reference to her character. But her going down there and the 
that view when she was looking down into that area. It was just such a, oh, it was like just a thing. Oh, man. Because when it comes to it, they also did make reference to the first thing you saw in the Star Wars universe. And that was the original ship. That was one of the ships that was up in the air. I don't know if it was the exact one. Which but ship? So after their first crawl, which this is a rep- repetitive thing in every single movie. It pans It down. always pans down and you see a ship and it's usually going over some sort of planet. That, but the first movie, it was you just saw space and then you saw this one ship fly forward and then you saw a bigger ship chasing after it. And yeah. that was the beginning of Star Wars. And that was in it. But then when I think of A New Hope and where this all began, I think of Tatooine mm-hmm. and I think of that beautiful shot. And I said this after we saw The Last Jedi about how I love even though I was very disappointed Luke's character was somewhat written off so early. Mm-hmm. But I love how when he died, he was looking at the suns yeah. as a reference to that epic shot from the first one in that build of that John Williams music. Oh, I'm just getting goosebumps talking about it. It was gorgeous. And then in this movie, they gave us well, that payoff again. Before we got the payoff, I thought I was going to have another moment of, come on, when she buries the lightsabers. Yeah, she buries the lightsabers, and that's when she whips out she made her own which jedi and sith another thing about them is part of to have your own. them being is mm-hmm. you have to build your own lightsaber that's I part was... of being a jedi and that's when you that's kind of like the final act mm-hmm. of being a jedi as you make your saber however it was kind of sad that she buried those but i love that she buried them together it was like she was burying luke and leia and then when that woman came up and said kind of who are you nobody's been here for years and she looks over and she sees luke and leia oh i loved that was i was for a second i was like i kind of wish han was there too but i was like no he's not it's luke and leia because this saga is has a lot of it has been about anakin skywalker but the thing is is those two I think those two, like episode one, two, and three is the build up to Luke and Leia. Mm-hmm. And then this movie is like their opus of everything they've created and everything they've gone through throughout the years. What they have created is what saved the day in the end. Yeah. On both sides, on both the Jedi lightsaber fighting mm-hmm. and then also the space battle laser yeah. shooting on both sides. They were the ones who did this. So I love that it was in a way of them being place together Mm -hmm. and then her cool lightsaber we finally got a yellow lightsaber in the star wars movies which i'm sure every nerd is super excited about why is the yellow one important because lightsaber colors so jedis typically have blue or green Mm -hmm. sith would have red Mm -hmm. however there was a couple different colors there is the yellow there's, there's orange a purple there's one, purple which, which is that what was... mace windu has and the whole idea the reason do you know why he has a purple one because he just wanted it so he could be seen yes yeah. <laughs> he samuel jackson he, samuel jackson was just being samuel jackson but they incorporate that into the story of his is purple because he has a little bit of dark side ideals behind him and so it's representative of that hers it's representative of this idea of that she is a balance between mm. the two this because what is a color that is between red blue and green and yellow is kind of a mashup of those colors is so, it i feel like it the art people is. are like it's, no <laughs> it's something that's in the middle yeah. 
But I also love how hers, it looked kind of like her staff. It was a good mm-hmm. callback to her. But then that last shot. Oh, that was beautiful. It was such a beautiful shot of the two sons of Tatooine setting in the distance and her looking over the horizon just as Luke did mm-hmm. in A New Hope. Oh, I loved it. And I love the John Williams music. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. You know what I enjoyed was listening to everyone talk smack at the end because we always stay through the credits. Yeah. Which I, I wrote a note saying, American Humane Society, question mark? <laughs> what animals that were real were in this movie? The horses? Those weren't real horses. Those were real horses. Did they put makeup on them? Yeah, they just did like some added CGI to them oh, here. Okay. Did you notice like when they did close-up shots and they were like moving their ears? They were real horses. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they just added things to them. Okay, so I guess the Humane Society needed to be there. Yep. But... And the little penguin things, those are actually on Skellig Islands. Yeah. Which I heard in an interview that, um, what's her name that plays Ray? Daisy? Yeah, Daisy Ridley. Hates those things. Yeah. Only because she said every interview I sat down for the last movie, they asked me about them. She's like, I'm missing the whole movie. You're going to ask me about those? I'm with you, sister. But it was interesting to listen to everyone. Like somebody, the first thing I heard was, they didn't explain enough. Did you hear that in the theater? Yeah, which... I'm glad they didn't explain. They didn't need to. They don't need to explain everything with every single movie. And yeah, they they kept a few plot holes open, like Finn not being able to tell Ray, whatever that is. But who knows? That might be a Disney Plus series now. Ugh. But see, the thing is, is in the end, this these last three movies that came out that were Disney-fied, they, in a way, kept true to the original idea of George Lucas that this was a redemption story about this guy, but then also it was based on this whole universe that had this mystic presence around it, and it's what flowed through everything and made everything Mm -hmm. into being. And I just have to give kudos to the original crazy dude, George Lucas, even though he's sitting there in his piles of money now and people Mm -hmm. make fun of him about that. I'd sit in him. It's he started this whole thing on a hope and a prayer and he just had this idea and everybody thought it was a joke mm-hmm. everybody thought it was a joke and then the, in, nerds in the original came out and if you think about music people like refer to the beatles or michael jackson as like the thing when you think of movies and cinema star wars it is, is it's epic and it will be epic for generations to come and part of me feels that the first three and the last three get an unfair criticism because you have the original three. So it is a big yeah. thing. They're never going to be as good. but And they're very different from each other yeah. in the end, I think. But we'll come to those movies. I'm sorry we had to do the last in the saga okay. first, but we will come to those movies. You better believe it. Well, what do you say, Kay? Should we wrap up the peanut gallery and get to some fighting and some quizzing? Let's do it. All right, E, before we head into our next few segments, let's go over the responses from last week's polls and questions, shall we? All righty, let's do it. All right, so we have our first question. Who is your favorite character from How the Grinch Stole Christmas? I put up a poll on Twitter here with 57% of the vote. The winner was Max. Oh, he's so cute. And then 37 voters said the Grinch. Seven said Cindy Lou Who. And nobody voted for, as I put it in Twitter, who is to guess who who. So I kind of understand because everybody was probably like, what the Did heck you is make he saying? Up, you, you, Dr. Seuss is coming for you. Mm-hmm. I just made my own characters. Gotcha. 
I also had a response from three hours later that said easy, and they said max. So obviously. Next question was, which Peanuts character do you relate to the most? On Twitter, Bring on the Weird said, as much as I aspire to be Linus, an advisor and philosopher, I'm probably more like the balding everyman Chuck Brown. (laughs) (laughs) It's really, he got the rough stick. He never really had hair. Oh, he's adorable, though. He's adorable. Friends and Flayers said, Charlie Brown. Mm -hmm. Retro Wrestling Review said, Schroeder, he's a weirdo, but confident. And he's one of the only logical people around a group of whiners and immature kids. Very true. Black Case Diary podcast said, I'm a Charlie Brown with a hint of peppermint patty. That sounds like a cookie. Yeah. Or like a Make the Charlie Brown peppermint patty mix. Or like a drink. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Next question was, what do you think of how the Grinch stole Christmas? Our responses on Twitter on our poll were 63% of people said they loved it. 3% 3% said they hate it, so that's one Grinch. Grinch. <laughs> that's a Grinch. 20% said it's okay, and 14% said they'd never seen it. <gasps> what is wrong with you, 14%? Bring on the Weird also added this comment. The original is one of the greatest Christmas cartoons of all time. Agreed. The movie with Jim Carrey is mostly poop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Jim Carrey, but that movie wasn't good. The new CGI one was... with Benedict Cumberbatch is fine. It's not the original, but it works. <laughs> I haven't seen the new one. It's on Netflix. Yeah, we'll have to check that out here. I don't know. I don't know if I want to check it out. I don't want to taint it. Next question was, what do you think of a Charlie Brown Christmas? On Twitter, we had the poll, which had 38% people said they loved it. 3% said good grief. (laughs) 38% said it's okay. And 21% said they'd never seen it. So I it was a tie that, between love it and it's okay. I think the uh, good grief was just what he wanted to just say yeah. good grief. Like they probably don't hate it. They're just like, I want to answer good grief. Our friends at I Used to Watch This responded with, it's a classic. You have to like it. You hear that, E? You have to like I it. I never said I didn't Nobody like said it. that about I the cringe. I never said I didn't like it. Next question was, what is your favorite made for TV holiday special? And let me tell you. There's a little bit of confusion about this one out there mm. here. So you worded t- your question. It makes sense for you, but then you're, yes, yes, there yeah. There. I think this is my own fault. So our responses were three hours later said a Christmas story. Okay. Which technically isn't what I was looking for. But, but is, yeah, you were trying to I see what you. was better, your favorite between the Grinch and Charlie Brown. No, I was trying to see if like all the holiday special movies like the year without santa claus rudolph frosty oh yeah Snowman. i didn't even get that dude that was not a good question yeah okay <laughs> anyway to move on speaking of which friends and flares said you left out the best one off the list a year without a santa claus so oops cages kissmas oh i didn't realize they changed their name to a holiday mm-hmm. oh i love you guys all right cages kisses said Loves us some Grinch. Mm-hmm. I used to watch this. Said, "Are we talking only old school stuff?" Still more confusion, but <laughs> <laughs> because I like to watch Elf. Otherwise, Rudolph is super weird one to watch. Lol. Yeah. Ruining our childhood. Said, "We do love Santa Claus is coming to town." And that is it for our questions nice. for this week. We had some good responses. Yeah. So make sure to join us this week when we talk about Star Wars. Star Wars. All righty, it's that time again for us to have our very own Star Wars. Yeah, it kind of works. I'll give it to you. Yeah? Yeah, just a little. Thanks. You're welcome. 
Well, let's go ahead over the results of last week's fight. Which was? All right. So last week, we covered How the Grinch Stole Christmas and A Charlie Brown Christmas in our double feature episode. Um, I'm sorry. What was the first movie we watched? Dr. Seuss's there How the Grinch Stole go. Christmas. Sorry. Sorry. I asked Twitter the question that we asked each other, which is the greater holiday staple? between those two films who won all right the winner with 59 percent of the vote Ooh, this is a close it one it was a close one it was fun to watch yeah the winner was though unfortunately e Why with the doctor <laughs> why did you say it like that i i was hoping to win the belt back because i had a good question for you this time but I guess you'll never know my questions. All right, so that means you get to keep the belt, and that means <laughs> oh. you get to decide what we fight about today okay. in this edition of I Hate It When They Fight. Well, we talked a lot about how this movie had moments in the beginning where we were both like come on like you're trying too hard or this is thrown in there for da 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 reasons and i keep going back to who screwed up more when they were on that desert planet was it chewy wandering in the wrong direction or was it ray walking out of the ship like they could have just rolled <laughs> but no so I'm kind of scared right now because I think I have an answer for somebody. But how this works is you get to decide first which point you're going to argue and I get the scraps. And since this is a one or the other, Oof. hopefully I get the one I'm looking for. I think Chewie screwed up more. Crap. <laughs> Why? You thought he did too? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not going to say yes. Okay. Because I'm well, going to come up with a good argument yeah, why think... Ray screwed up i think chewy screwed up i'm gonna have to pretend i didn't say anything else in this episode <laughs> because i'm pretty sure i said something earlier that makes everything i'm about to say not make sense yes all right no. so okay so do who's you... gonna start this fight i think you should Dis <laughs> disadvantage <laughs> all right so you have to say in that scene where ray leaves the ship and then chewy leaves the ship and then we have the force of tug of war and all of that. Who screwed up more? Well, tell me, why do you think it was Ray who screwed up more? You have 30 seconds on your mark. Get set. Go. Okay, so they were about to head on out on that ship. And then Ray suddenly turns around and is like, I forgot. I left the milk on the oven. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> And she starts walking away and everybody's like, what are you doing? She's like, I just have to do something. And sure, it's she sensed Kylo. Mm -hmm. But why didn't she tell them that that's what she was going to do to at least make it so Chewie didn't have to run off on his own there? She totally put all her <laughs> friends. Oh, I wasn't paying attention to the time. Oh, shoot. All right, my turn. 30 seconds for why Chewie screwed up. Ready? And 
Yeah. If he, why did he walk the other way? Like there was a clear path for where Ray was going, and he wanders off. Like what did he just like get distracted by a pog thingy and go off into the other land? And he gets captured. Also, how old is Chewie? Chewie's been around for a long time. He should know better. He's been in these situations, and he gets himself captured, which turns into the tug of force war, which the blow up, and we think Chewie dies, and then he had to go be rescued, which took up time. Stop. Ooh, under 30 seconds. Oh, I kind of wish I had Chewie because that's so many good things to say. <laughs> All right, so now we get our two-minute two fight, and I'm going to try my darndest. Let's get it on. Ray had to go take out Kylo, or he probably would have shot that ship down. That was an old ship that they just like... Yeah, but because she didn't explain herself, somebody had to like go tell her, hey, we gotta go. Mm -hmm. So I guess it just happened to be the big furry dude in the room. Yeah, but why would you send, like, why would he not just walk in the direction Ray went? Like, it was pretty clear to go down the mountain. I mean, when they were in the ship, it wasn't really a great view, so maybe Chewie didn't actually see. And you saw he was kind of indicating... <laughs> And like, hey, Ray. And he was doing his little bark. Ray. Ray. <laughs> he actually can say Yeah, but name. he got himself that? kidnapped in the end. What Ray did was actually useful. I'm she got stall his butt kidnapped. I'm going to by doing impersonations so I can have less time to argue. And then he caused like all that trauma. And then not to mention like who screwed up more because he got himself kidnapped. They had to go. Well, then she the freaking ship. kills the kidnapping. Or at least she thinks she does. Yeah, but she didn't kill him. And at least if they thought that she killed him, then they could have just kept going with the mission. Well, uh, no, they couldn't <gasps> no, have because he had no, the dagger. Yes, so he screwed up even more. Why was the dagger in his bag? Leave the dagger on the ship. They were going to leave the dagger behind, but he put it in his purse in the first place. So thank God for the I old know, man Chewbacca. But then he went off into the desert and got kidnapped with it. That was a bigger mistake. But it really stems from the whole idea is this whole scene wouldn't have been so messed up if Ray would have just been like, you guys go ahead and get the plane started or go without me. I have to do this. This is something I have to do. Just talk, Ray. Use communication. Well, why didn't Chewie just over the hill to get her then? Because those dudes were right around the corner. They were so ready to grab him. And they probably like tranked him a little bit here. Also, if they would have grabbed him so quickly, why didn't they grab Ray so quickly? Because she was out in the open a little bit more. That would have been way more obvious and would have created more of a problem. <laughs> All right. Now we have our rebuttal. Our rebuttals. Okay. So who gets the 10 seconds? Me? Yes. Okay. So... Chewbacca is the best character ever in Star Wars history, and he's adorable, and he's going to get Rey, but he was just at a bad place at a bad time. Rey was an idiot and didn't talk to her friends. Ooh, I actually got all my points. That, like, never happens no. during this. All right, so you get five seconds. Ready? And go. Watch where you're going, Chewie. I mean, come on. And leave valuable things on a ship before you get kidnapped. Also got it in five seconds. All right, okay. so take what we said from those rebuttals, because that pretty much added up our arguments. And let us know what you think on Twitter at WSWWatchPodcast. Or you can go to Instagram and Facebook and you can let us know what you think in the comments at What Should We Watch Podcast. Mm -hmm. So let us know who do you think is right and who will hold the belt for the next episode. Mm. I would sure like to have it on my waist again. <laughs> I'm a little naked right now. I don't know. We'll see. Or maybe I'll put it across my chest like Chewbacca.
So now that we're done fighting, let's calm down and do a nice easy quiz, E. Oh, you are a Star Wars Lord Nut. There's some people out there that are more of a Lord Nut than I am, but I I love Star Wars and I'm as not a little kid get any of these right. I read many Star Wars encyclopedias, so we'll just go ahead and run the buzzer. Alright, so we're gonna get started with our segment. Where are you paying attention? Cue that music. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> okay, you submitted. <laughs> on was, to the next segment. I was more concerned with the fact that I think I sat on a chocolate-covered reason. Well, I will admit, too, I went halfway through this movie before realizing, oh, shoot, I have to have quiz questions. <laughs> okay, good. All right, I'm ready. All right, before I quiz you, okay. let's go over the winner of last year's Were You Paying It? Last year's? Um, technically, actually, technically, technically yes. whenever we release this episode, it may be. It will be. Last year. Wait, no, it won't be. Oh, still wrong. I tried it to It might you. be. Who knows? You'll know if we're liars or not. <laughs> Let's go over the winner of the Were You Paying Attention Challenge. Mm. Last week, we asked, you asked. I asked. What was the first thing the Grinch stole from the first house? On Instagram, our winner is Spider-Man 2099 memes said, these stockings are the first thing to go. <laughs> so winner, winner. Well done, my friend. And on Twitter, it was a close one, but the winner with the answer, these stockings are the first thing to go, is Nooks and Crannies podcast from Pod Nation. So well done, Nooks and Crannies. In second place came our friends, friends and flayers. So you guys tried, but I'll, I'll still give you the shout out because I love you guys. Mm -hmm. But well done, everyone. You are fantastic. Nice. Now let's get to quizzing. So, the first question is, which actor has been in the most Star Wars films? This includes voice acting, operating, or standard acting. Is it, I'll give you multiple choice. Thank Make you. it a little easier. Thank you. Is it A, Ian McDiarmid, who is Emperor Palpatine? B, Frank Oz, who is the voice of Yoda and the operator of Yoda? C, Kenny Baker, who is the man inside of R2-D2? D, Anthony Daniels, the man who is inside of C-3PO. D. C-3PO? Mm -hmm. Or Anthony Daniels? Mm -hmm. You are correct. <laughs> Anthony Daniels was actually in every single Star Wars film to date. He was in Rogue One as C-3PO in the uh, original saga. He was C-3PO in all those movies, and C-3PO was in each one. He looked different in a lot of them, but he was in each one. And then he was actually in Solo as another character. So he was the only person that was in every single Star Wars movie. Next question. Okay. Name four Jedi that were heard talking to Rey at the end of the movie. You can name any four. Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's one. Did you know Sir Alan Guinness and Ewan McGregor? Both their voices could be heard. Yoda. Okay, Yoda's the second, yes. Mace Windu. Mm-hmm. Anakin Skywalker. You are correct. <laughs> You're doing really good. Thanks. All right. It was Anakin Skywalker, Luminera Unduli, Asuka Tano from Clone Wars series, Ayla Sakura, Mace Windu, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Yoda, Adi Galia, Kanan Jarrus, who is from the Rebel series, and my boy, Qui-Gon Jinn. Oh, and Luke Skywalker, of course. When I heard 
Liam Neeson's voice, I got such a bad goosebumps because he is my favorite Jedi. He's so cool. <laughs> I love him. Stick anyway, okay, back to the quiz. <laughs> Reeling it home slice. This is becoming We've only been on peanut two gallery type. We've two. only been on two questions. Okay, number three. What was the name of the little droid Smith character? Bojin, Jin, Bo, Bobo, Bobo, Jin, Bobo, Jin, Ha. Am I getting close? You're kind of close. Bojin, Bojin, Bobo. Okay, that was really close to his first name, so. Bobo Jin? It was Babu. Babu, Babu Jin, who? Babu Jin. Babu Jin, I want a gin tonic. You're very far with the gin and gin stuff. <laughs> Babu. I know you want some gin. Babu Finn. But... Babu Finn. Nah. <laughs> I'm running out of vowels. Okay. It is Babu Frick. <laughs> Frick. <laughs> gin sounds good. Yeah. Obviously. Next question. What was Leia's final gift to Chewie? The medal. What was the medal from? No, it's just the medal. It's from the very first movie where she puts the medal on. Okay, now. that I'll give that to you. Don't here. make me be specific. That in lore, it is either known as oh the Medal of Honor, God. Medal of Valor, or the Medal of Yavin. I feel like you're swinging around your big Star Wars <laughs> right now. Put it away. <laughs> Put it away. Put it away. Put it away. Just... <laughs> That is correct, which is adorable. Be you know why? Because she didn't give him one in A New Hope. She gave one to Han and Luke, and he did all the work, and he just turns around and he's like, hey, what about me? But he finally got his medal. Isn't that cute? Yes. <laughs> anyway, next question. There was several planets that got revisited in this movie, but what moon got revisited for a quick cameo? Endor. Endor is correct. Well, actually, technically. Oh, keep going, it's keep going. No, 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 no. The forest moon of Endor. No. Endor is the planet. No. But I'll give no. it to you. No. <laughs> I'll give it to you. We are never watching another Star Wars movie again. Okay. What color was Ray's lightsaber at the end of the movie? Yellow. I like an idiot very much pointed this out in the peanut gallery. <laughs> I knew it was yellow. Oh, good job. <laughs> I'm not colorblind. Next question. I have eyes. I watched the movie. <laughs> Next question. What is the last thing Han says to Ben? I know. Yeah. He says, I know. Oh, I loved it. Which did you know? No, 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 no. <laughs> Next question. What does the second stormtrooper say when Ray Jedi mind tricks them? And We're relieved you're here. Ray says to them, Actually, I don't remember the exact line. It's something along the lines of, we're supposed to be here. The first one says, you're supposed to be here. Then the second one says... We're glad you're here. We're relieved you're here. Something you're here. You're supposed to be here. I don't know. I give up. He says, it's good. <laughs> Which one of these is not a ship name in Star Wars? Is it A, the A-Wing? B, the B-Wing? <laughs> C, the Z-Wing, or D, the Y-Wing? A, the A-Wing, B, the B-Wing, C, the Z-Wing, <laughs> D, the Y-Wing. I was going to be really confusing and be like, A, the B-Wing, B, the A-Wing. Stop. Um, I'm going to say A. A, the A-Wing? Yeah. 
Um, want to take another guess? The A-wing is the one that's in the shape of an A. The Z-wing. The Z-wing is air correct. Air yeah, <laughs> there is no Z-wing. The B-wing is the one that is in the shape of a cross. And then the Y-wing is the one that's in the shape of a Y. Oh, naturally. There's no Z-wing in the movies here. Okay. There might be a Z-wing at some point, but um, there was none in this Challenge movie. accepted. All right, last question. Mm -hmm. What is another name for episodes one through nine? The Skywalker Saga. Correct. <laughs> I did good. You did really good. You know, I'm going to give you a bonus question. No. Just to see how big of a Star Wars fan you truly are. Aww. To bring up the very first thing any Star Wars scene has ever seen watching the movies. What does the text that comes before the classic Star Wars crawl say, E? This is the bonus question, so I won't hold it against what? you. What does the text before the crawl starts say? Oh, it's it's blue. Mm-hmm. In a galaxy far, far away. That's part of it. A long, long time ago. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. You're going to ask me how many dots come next? I think it's five, but I might be mistaken. You did really good. I'm I proud did. of you. I cheated. How'd you cheat? When I went to the bathroom, I looked up the article that said everybody that was <laughs> Cheeto! Cheeto! I'm a Cheeto. What do you say, Kay? Should we move on to our review? Yeah. So you might know our review of this movie because we talked about it a lot in Peanut Gallery. But e, what did you think of this movie? You go ahead and start. I think it had a very rough start. But honestly, <laughs> the whole time I was watching this movie, I thought, I just want to go watch Mandalorian. <laughs> and my review of this movie was it definitely had a rough start. Mm -hmm. It really kind of was grinding my gears at the beginning and it actually almost made me feel like i can't watch this this really? is unwatchable mm -hmm. but then halfway through the movie it really turned itself around to end up being my favorite of these last three movies mm. however <laughs> i still think they're better than episode one two and three come at me anyway you said they're better not better <gasps> oh, oh. <laughs> get it out of my mouth <laughs> i think episode one two and three are better than this yeah anyway i did enjoy this movie it's not my favorite i think that this movie proves to me that the force will be with you always e in general would you say they should watch this wait for it to come out on disney plus so is that a yes on disney plus <laughs> and i will say yes you should go watch it if you haven't already all right. So now this was my pick. So E, it is now your pick. So what should we watch next? Well, I was thinking that we went to the Cult of Mouse and we do have Disney Plus now. So we have to pick a Disney movie. And since you sit through. Oh my gosh, I just realized we're entering the magical kingdom of Disney. <gasps> but since we have Disney Plus and, you know, we're kind of scooting the line of like a real Disney. Like that's a Disney movie, but that's like the Disney like money. Um, and then I was kind of inspired by one of the previews we saw where Disney now has this trend of making everything live action. 
and we all know that the live action Mulan is coming out soon so I thought let's go to the original Mulan and watch the animated Mulan. You had a total opportunity to say let's get down to business to watch Mulan. Oh see I have a life. <laughs> no I don't I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> Which I did get goosebumps when it was playing the song for that. Like I'm, I'm interested. That is the but first live action movie I was interested in, and they don't have Mushu. Well, it looks like a good kung fu movie in general, so, so I'm down for that. But I thought we should go back and watch the original Mulan. Mulan. This will be our first Disney animated movie. That's great, and you know what's great about this? We'll tell you in the next episode. <gasps> so make sure. In the meantime, to join us on Twitter at WSW Watch Podcast or on Instagram and Facebook at What Should We Watch Podcast to play games with us all week long. Mm -hmm. Also, make sure to head on over to iTunes. Please give us a rating. A five-star rating is very much appreciated. Rate and us love. on Spotify or wherever else you listen to us. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Yes, please. And please return for future episodes. We really appreciate you all. <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone. We love you. Bye. <laughs> Somebody get this carpet out of my way. <laughs>